Hello, everybody, and welcome to In My Opinion, The Good Fight Podcast. This one covering season four, episode three, titled The Gang is Satirized and Doesn't Like It. I'm the host, Mike Marbeck, and today I am joined by Tia Kemp. Hello. Just <laughs> Tia. Just That's Tia me. once again. It's just uh, Mike and Tia. It's the Mike and Tia show here on In My Opinion <laughs> this week. And uh, the others are away, but we'll return on our next recording. All right. So let's just get right to it. First impression, the gang is satirized and doesn't like it. Tia. Uh, wow. There was a lot going on in this episode. Mm-hmm. A lot of role play. And I'm not talking mock trials. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Bow, chicka, wow, wow. Yeah. Some BDSM. Yeah. Some, you know. The, the play actors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> each. So everything I thought was going to happen with the episode where I thought people were going to be dogs, <laughs> just <we had> yeah. <laughs> different. Instead, we had different actors portraying um, people from the firm. But yeah, this was, it was really weird and funny and relevant. And yeah, I, I, I like uh, the shots they took at the playwright and kind of changing his identity from mm-hmm. you know Alan Alan North to Jenkins yeah. <laughs> and yeah there's a lot there's a lot here to unpack and um yeah and uh you know the theater ah the power of the theater <laughs> yeah. we've missed you mm-hmm. so yeah I don't know man what do you think <laughs> I enjoyed it I enjoyed the episode uh watching it like Jack had sent a uh an article from I think it was Vulture about yeah about this particular episode and it, it helped because I was like why does this seem familiar and for sure yeah same it, it was of course they were pulling from uh, New York theater so yeah I thought that yeah. was really cool I thought the way that they adapted to kind of tell that story I thought that was really neat mm-hmm. and uh, of course the memo six eighteen stuff once again it is it like how deep does it go? (laughs) (laughs) How deep is your love? Uh, And the, the play stuff with the, the, the the fake versions of the characters, like the conversations that they were having with themselves Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, I'll tell you, I'm a little annoyed that fake Audra has done more (laughs) singing than actual (laughs) Audra on this show so far. Oh man. That was, it was, that was so funny because as soon you know, because we, we get we get the gist, you know, by the time um, Liz shows up to the play with Caleb. And mm-hmm. by the time the play Liz is <laughs> on the table saying, I knew, I was like, I just started cracking up because I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's Audra. More mm-hmm. Audra than Liz. But yeah, I I loved it. <laughs> just her yeah. singing. <laughs> Sitting on the, the mannequin, I guess, who's supposed to be Carl Reddick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And a probes. Uh, so let's start with just a quick discussion of Bianca. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Can I say, so what's funny is when we were first introduced to Bianca, I, I had this in my notes, but I didn't get a chance to say it on the episode, but I literally, in my notes wrote Bianca's needy. <laughs> like, yeah, yes, she is. But I think, I think I was being probably a little bit more negative in that episode anyway about something. And so I probably, I was, I like skipped it. But yeah, Bianca, she, you know, she needs a friend and, uh, and I'm down. <laughs> yeah. I'm, hey, I want to go to St. Lucia. Right. She seems cool. Uh, <laughs> that's better than people are like, uh, I want to be your friend. <laughs> Come with me under this bridge, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, let's go to St. Lucia. So 
I don't, yeah. She wants her to go. She's like, nah, I got things to do. And then there's a moment where Firth goes down to see Luca. And the one, one quick funny moment is like, oh, so I see you got one of the new desks. Do you like it? No. Yeah. No, I don't. Um, but <laughs> no, he don't. says that Bianca wants Luca to help with a real estate purchase in St. Lucia. And she's like, well, not David Lee. And she's like, well, you requested you. And, and Luca sees like right through that. She's like, she doesn't need help with anything. Yeah. He just wants, she wants a friend. She just wants me to go. And he tells yeah. that quick story about Marlon Brando, how he lived on his island for 10 years because he made him laugh. So, yeah. yeah. And he says, the rich are not like us. They are the cheapest people on earth until they want a friend. And Luca's like, I feel like I'm prostituting myself. Yeah. And he's I mean, like, you're going to get paid for hourly. The firm's going to get money. Uh, and you're going to be making one of our richest clients happy. Keep it. Yeah. I mean, I'm actually surprised. I, I love Luca's integrity in this scene, just being like, mm-hmm. ah, it's not what you think. But um, it makes me think, does Luca not like Bianca? Because I think that's the only reason I would find if she's just like, oh, I really don't want to hang out with this woman. <laughs> um, but they seemed like they got along and she seemed cool. So for me, I would, you know, jump on the plane if I was like vibing with the person. But yeah, mm-hmm. I would. I would definitely tell my boss, like, uh, actually, if I yeah. didn't want to spend time with them, you know? I think for Luca, it's it's more the fact that she doesn't want to appear, that she's just going, uh, I'm just going on vacation, you know, kind of. Kind right. Because um, yeah, when he says, like, do you not want to go? And she's like, I want to be helpful to the firm, you know? Right. Is this a, so, is this a test? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course I want to go to St. Lucia. Yeah. Uh, also, we- I, I feel like they're kind of, between the was it the last episode and this no maybe it was just all in this episode um but I feel like they're kind of setting Luca up to leave the firm or wanted to want to escape things because she calls out Adrian you know regarding his reasoning for pursuing the case against um Jumaine Jumani Jumani um and then uh to Jumani um, they do that. They have that exchange and it's right when she gets the text from Bianca and it's kind of like, uh, I could be like, why am I dealing with this drama? And meanwhile, like there's the, the beach, the yeah. ocean, all that. And then even when, uh, with Firth confronts Luca and talks to her about going, that's right when she's getting her window clean and it's like, squeaka, squeaka. <laughs> And then she's kind of like, oh, yeah. So they they keep pairing this idea of Luca leaving with things that she is unhappy with or annoyed with at the firm. So I think that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I can see that. Mm -hmm. I can see that happening. Yeah. All right. Uh, Let's move over to the the play. Oh, geez. Based off of, apparently, based off of the article. And I was getting that vibe, too, especially when it turned into, uh, you know, fake Diane with fake Adrian being like, bend your ass over my desk. (laughs) Um, I was like, what? And it totally reminded me of, yeah, things I heard about the slave play, Mm -hmm. which I had a friend go see. And yeah, that was, that was interesting. Uh, Shout out to Jeremy Harris, uh, you know, who did the play, who wrote it. But yeah, it focuses on interracial relationships. It focuses on control and domination. And I guess it, it kind of, it's set up in such a way where, you know, Black folks are depicted um, 
as slaves, but then white people, you know, are, are dominant. But then it fast forwards to like real life couples and like a therapy meeting. Mm-hmm. And then they're working with two therapists and the two therapists are an interracial couple and they have issues. And so it's like very layered. But I remember when I first was introduced to it, I think I saw a post from the comedian Godfrey and he showed a picture of slave play, but everyone in line was white. And he's like, what the hell is going on? Why are they excited to see this play? Something's wrong with this. So, but I guess it has more depth to it, but I don't know. I, I don't watch slave anything sure. um, anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> oh. But what did you think about, what did you think about the play and the depictions of, <laughs> of Adrian and Julius and Diane? Uh, I thought yeah. it was, it was pretty fun uh, to yeah. see them watching themselves and their own reactions to them being um, mocked, satirized. Uh, I thought that was, that was pretty fun. Uh, the play itself. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I'm just a little annoyed that there was more singing from fake <laughs> fake Liz than real Liz, but hopefully yeah. the, the next season or the episodes we have in this season rectify that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And she's a uh, fake Liz is stealing Liz's thunder with her, mm-hmm. <laughs> her songs, the improvised songs. Um, yeah. I think the fun part for me with the reactions of everything going on was, you know, especially when Adrian's pissed off about it when he goes to see the play with Charlotte, which no, uh, Keen, if you're listening, Charlotte and Adrian went out on a date that did not take place in the bedroom. (laughs) So (laughs) maybe it's a little bit more official. Um, But yeah, so they're out on a date and Adrian's like, uh, and it's interesting because Charlotte's like feeling it. She's like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) She doesn't even pick up on the fact that that's Adrian. And then, you know, when he goes to Liz and Liz is like, okay, let me take this. And then I love how transitions to singing Liz. Um, yeah. And we had a David Lee uh, shot. Yeah, yeah, of course he loves he, it. Oh, he enjoyed every every moment. I think he even had popcorn. Yeah. Oh, and we also see Julius's wife, I believe. Yes. Okay. So I got excited about that. I know. I better. Ooh. Um, I got really excited because I was like, I think this is Julius's wife. But then I was bummed because I was like, okay, my lock involves everybody, like the kids too. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, and hopefully they'll bring the kids on board. Oh, that was the other thing. I was so, so happy. That was probably the one thing I was really excited about with the play is for Julius, yeah. something to reach Julius for yeah. him to, you know, he was talking to his, you know, fake Julius in the one-on-one and um, yeah, just getting some encouragement to take the right path of justice. And I was like, Yes, like nobody, no real people could reach him. But again, the ops, <laughs> the theater himself, <laughs> yeah, through theater. So yeah, yeah, he is his own whisperer. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, just a quick background on on this: the Kurtz. There was a divorce uh, a couple years ago. Alan North, now Jumani J- Jenkins, has uh, written this play using that information about the divorce, using stuff about the firm, says that it is, oh, it's inspired by and just whatever. Uh, and then it just keeps getting broken, broken down uh, because they go to the play and um, Caleb has a fucking insane memory. Like he knew oh, docket man. numbers in, in the next thread we'll talk about. Uh, so he spits back verbatim what, what he said at the talk back when, when they were there that they are based on, not inspired by. And Jumani's just like... They got me, <laughs> but 
but uh, earlier versions and, you know, we changed things, whatever. And then they're like, okay, Marissa, go get some earlier versions. And she goes to that play group. Oh, that was hilarious. hate him. <laughs> just, it seems like just a lot of jealousy, really. Um, but well, they, they wrote, him. they wrote it. They apparently. Oh, that's true too. Yeah, they wrote it. Yeah. The two guys. wrote it for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's hate for sure then. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. Those guys to me were like the equivalent. Who are the who are the two guys from the Muppet Show? Uh, Walterford Statler. Yeah, they were giving me those vibes <laughs> with the play. I was like, yes, drag, drag, Jumani. <laughs> those are the best part of the show. <laughs> but the show's over. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, yes. What else happened within within this year? We didn't get a a one on one with fake Adrian and real Adrian. Yeah. So um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't think Adrian would have welcomed that, of course, <laughs> but no. it was, uh, it's interesting. We got, you know, Liz and Liz, Julius and Julius, Diane Di- and Diane. Mm-hmm. Oh man, Mike. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. It was good. It was good. Um, the other thing that happened here is that Adrian because the Adrian and Liz, like, there was a lot of good cursing from Adrian in this episode too. Uh, Cause he's, after oh, yeah. he sees that thing, he turns to Liz and like, we got to shut this motherfucker down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, because now it's just not about him because they made right. that. He's like, okay, I apologize. I will take any kind of reference to you that you, anything you feel I, I will, I will take out. And yeah. then Adrian's like, but that won't do shit for us. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's still a whole lot of stuff in there about fake Adrian, fake Liz, fake Diane. Yeah. So he presses, presses forward. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I don't, all I gotta say is the truth will set you free, you know, wrap up the case with Hertz mm-hmm. and Sue, you have, you have all the evidence in your yeah. favor to focus on, but it, it got to the point where it was like so obvious mm-hmm. that they were upset about their portrayals in the play. It's kind of yeah. like, okay, like even when he was trying to be like, uh, uh, you, you think like, you think too highly of yourself, Jumon. you're like, I'm not even mm-hmm. bothered. It's like, everybody yeah. can see that you bothered. <laughs> yeah. He the girls who watch- steam coming out of his ears. <laughs> right? I'm like the girls who watch Downton Abbey, they even know. <laughs> Mm. from the, the associates yeah. <laughs> they're like did you see adrian <laughs> yeah you see that play so. with yeah they just love to sing <laughs> yeah. uh so then i guess hurts he, he jumani just talks directly oh yeah hurts and says mm-hmm. they are using you stop them uh and he goes he's like we need a break here and then basically yeah ends mm-hmm. uh yeah yep. he deposes adrian in that in that moment um, yeah. Yeah. Anything more on on the play? Well, I guess it's weird because it's like we t- talked a little about the play, but then there's kind of these side stories mm-hmm. with we, we talked about Julius and Julius's mm-hmm. conversation with his his play person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, six eighteen. Yeah, and then we got the interaction with Liz and her play person when she was singing the white boys are pretty song <laughs> go to yeah. go to him uh Which, and then uh, die go ahead oh yeah no go for it i was just gonna say let's let's hit uh liz and caleb yeah okay perfect <laughs> yeah um that was weird it, and then it just felt like a little too like a sitcom old rom-com too mm-hmm. with the whole 
you know, oh, um, you know, I'm black, you're white. <laughs> we're reading about interracial dating and, you know, and now we're reading the script and then they just like stare at each other and just like, have you, have you, <laughs> you know, it just was yeah. like, nobody talks like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, that felt very like on the nose and, mm-hmm. you know, ah, people are people, but yeah, yeah sure. It was get definitely, your, get your kiss on, I guess. I yeah, definitely weird. <laughs> um, with uh, fake Liz in there singing, which by the way, always got to mention for those playing at home, the background is fake Liz banging on the glass after, I think this is the moment after uh, Liz says, no, thanks. I'm good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. she was tripping. Yeah. Fake Liz was like, no. <laughs> that was that so elevator funny. moment where she turns her around. <laughs> yeah. That actress was like, so like, I don't, if you're listening to this and I need to find out who she is, but I, that she's someone who I would definitely want to do some improv with. Yeah, she um, I feel like we have the same vibe, but yeah, um, man, that was, she, that was funny. I really started cracking up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess they, what do you think they did? They had sex, dude. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I wasn't, I mean, the, the awkwardness the next day, I, I, it, it, I would assume that it, yeah. was, it was nothing less. Um, yeah. It is interesting that they did that whole, maybe they they probably thought that would be like too much because they did all of the buildup to show the details of what happened. Um, or was it racist? No. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was surprised that they didn't show, you know, actually what happened when they went out for drinks, but maybe there's enough there, you know, but ugh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so do yeah. you feel like you would have wanted to see that or are you good with it just being suggested? I think this, I'm fine with the suggestion. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then they have that meeting in the office. We were drinking. I'm your boss. So he does say like at one point, like, so we're good together, <laughs> which is just a weird way to say, so we're good then, right? <laughs> you know? mm, yeah. Uh, we're good together. Was that like, good? What? <laughs> yeah. We're cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was... Yeah. I mean, and then, uh, I feel this is where, again, I feel like I'm looking more to Luca to be like the voice of reason and the mature person, Mm. you know, these days, because again, like that show, like you're the boss and you just slept with, you know, your employee and come on known for like a uh, second <laughs> yeah. and Marissa's crushing on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She gave and a she, look when she left the office. She's like, yeah, I, <laughs> I know. She's like, I, mm, <laughs> I don't think he feeling me no more like yeah. it. So yeah, this is just, it's just messy, 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 messy boots for Liz. So it's going to be sad in her bedroom. peeling. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. She's like, you know what? She's also, also props to her for getting her life after Ian, you know, but mm it's maybe not something so messy. So we'll, yeah. we'll see how it turns. I hope it works out. I hope, you know, nobody gets hurt in the process, but yeah. I don't know. All right. If there's anything more, we can stray thoughts it. Uh, let's hit my favorite storyline. <laughs> 618. And oh. the scumbag we're introduced to Brian Neef. Fuck this. Oh guy. yeah. Jesus. Yeah. He is your ass. Really... <laughs> your call your ass. And in front of Monica Timmons. Right? Gosh, how embarrassing. You got Kovac there, and Mm -hmm. we got clarification on that. It is one Kovac. (laughs) Yes. It is not multiple Kovacs. 
Yeah, shout out to all the Kovac people watching. <laughs> uh, like, but finally, it was, it was such a great reveal in that moment too. Um, well, he wasn't really much of a lawyer, and then it's they cut right to. <laughs> I knew it. I knew yeah, it. as oh, soon as they sure. said it. Yeah. Oh, I was like, here's Fisher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we have that moment where Diane and Jay, it kind of picks up, and uh-huh. it's like, no, it's not here. It's up there. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then she marches, and he's like. Or do you think that's a good idea? And she's like, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she just goes and they're waiting for her. Which was oh, also yeah. Weird. That was weird. Yeah. And they're all there and you got that one dude hiccuping. Yeah. Um, and then you got big Tom, who's like just like, hunched <laughs> over, you know, old potato man. <laughs> uh, yeah. What a weird room full of people. Yeah. And this Brian Neef thinks that they are, She's trying to poach her clients or something. And she's just like, no, that's not what it's about. It's about memo. And she's like, this is a little look around. <laughs> say I'll, I'll say it again. <laughs> yeah. Did you oh, hear me, Big man. Tom? Memo <laughs> 618. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. And yeah. uh Firth is just like, okay, how about this? You don't block her Wi-Fi. You don't poach his clients. So we're good then, right? Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, not so much. Not so much. Oh, by the way, when Diane does bust into the the room, when they do start questioning me, uh, I love that she's there post uh, sex (laughs) with (laughs) Kurt. She's like, oh, sorry, I'm late. I was just, oh, you know, Um, that was funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they do a lot of digging and they find a case gives, um, here's a case with uh, him on there. One case, two years billable hours, but no trace of a docket. And mm-hmm. and the way that things were kind of like connecting and you see the whole process of them finding answers or finding yeah. dead ends uh, was really cool. And he goes to Caleb and they're like, I understand, you know, none of this will get back to me. Like, oh, I don't care. Guy's a fucking jerk. He's a piece yeah. of shit. Um, yeah. And he knows the exact docket number. Um, yeah. And it was the, the case there was Tapas Group sued by the wife of a prisoner who died in the back of a prison van. Yeah. And it just ended. Judge recess never returned from his recess. And he knows the citing and U.S. code, all of that stuff. Yep. Um, so Diane starts looking this stuff up. And it was just like a snake eating its tail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it click was, on it this. Was see this. Click on this. See the other thing. Click on that. Oldest trick in the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, Diane, I think she was able, I was impressed by the fact, I guess, whatever that squiggle case number docket squiggle mm-hmm. thing she typed that in i'm like what kind of keyboard you got so is that a special <laughs> lawyer keyboard where they can anyway i was taken by that <laughs> like it's good. you got by a separate little little keyboard plug it in usb yeah probably. <laughs> yeah uh what else going on here uh diane is discussing it with the part oh this was a little tense discussing it with liz and adrian oh right yeah and that and, was fresh off of the play too so they were not yeah doing it. Yeah. yeah adrian is kind of yeah he, he was feeling he, he didn't want to feel like emasculated yeah the way he was made he was portrayed within within the play uh-huh. um so he's kind of kind of asserting himself a little bit more and diane's just like i'm not asking permission yeah don't you think you yeah. should no <laughs> i don't uh this is what this is what i do this is my pro bono thing so mm-hmm. no i don't think that i should yeah, yeah. And it's her baby liz was just like what was that all about <laughs> <laughs> wow wow what's gotten into diane lockhart mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah but she's right when she has that conversation with uh with birth 
you know, it's like, oh, and then that was a reveal um, when he was like, I don't even know what's going on upstairs sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Yeah. But um, yeah, she's, it, I, like I said, I'm just so proud of her. I might carry her over as a winner into this episode too, but yeah, she is not letting up and she's, she has kind of, I mean, so far because eventually someone visits Kurt at his workplace, but so far she has like the privilege and protection of being like, Hey, what, what is this memo? So yeah, go girl. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Diane decides to represent Kovac because he is being sued by the wife in the other other case for ineffective representation or something like that uh and she's she wants to represent him to help her get more answers about memo 618 and uh he of course is not doing particularly well in the depot uh and uh, he she's just leading him throughout the whole thing yeah, so they're in the, the depot and Diana's representing him and she's just leading him through these questions. Uh, did you think that there was some corruption? Well, uh, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I did. Yeah, there was a lot of corruption. See, he was corrupt and they were corrupt. He's just going through uh, wherever she wants to take him. Um, yeah. Yeah, then we have that depot with Brian Neef. Your ass, no, I requested your ass. Your ass, your oh. ass, your ass. And then it gets really graphic, the whole, uh, you know, going to a morgue yeah. or something. Your dead body, uh, and they get to your your ass. That is Memo <laughs> six eighteen. And then he says, "Next time you come for me, remember we have your ass." Yeah. <laughs> it was you don't also, mess with the horns. <laughs> it was also weird, but it was also so fucking creepy. That was like, so they, creepy. So like the confidence that nothing is going to happen and yeah. that it, and that he can make things go away mm-hmm. or people go away for that matter. Uh, I did like, I think it was Monica after he left. She was just like, what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah. It's again. And, and you kind of talked about this earlier, but just wondering like, okay, is this like a thing? Like, I feel like we need to have like a judge or a lawyer on the podcast and be like what is like what do y'all call it in real life like does that exist and it's a little triggering to see that both each time this has happened it's been like like two white guys being hella disrespectful Mm -hmm. um the first time it was tucker nugent you know basically saying f off to julius and then you have neef being a jerk you know being disrespectful to both Monica and Diane. So it's like, I don't know. It's like, it's like memo 618. Can we get like some diversity of people mm-hmm. who are benefiting from it at least if it's going to be a thing, but yeah. yeah, it just, Oh, it's so awkward to end up and it's, it's hard to watch as a viewer to watch them feel so helpless in the midst of that. Mm-hmm. You no. Know? Yeah. Oh man. It's, I hope the payoff is vengeance that yeah. we've never seen. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's going to be. Um, I just I just want some I want some comeuppance for we want these, the comeuppance for these people, but I don't think we're gonna get get it to the point we're super satisfied by whatever happens. Yeah. Um yeah, Firth Firth goes down to see her and is like, what's going on here? Why are you doing this? And she lectures him on the importance of an equal system of justice and why it's important. Uh, that she continues and he's just like okay 
well, keep in touch. <laughs> and then yeah. he says that thing about uh, he's not the enemy and sometimes he doesn't know what's going on in, in his own firm. Yeah. Um, so maybe this is also pushing him to keep an, a closer eye on, on things too. Yeah, he might be a little ally himself. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. We had that moment you talked about already with Julius and fake Julius within this storyline. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, I'm worried about Julius. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried, but I also want him to do the right thing. Oh, I want him to do the right thing. Yeah. But I so. don't think it's going to have a happy ending. Oh, I think he'll be okay. He's conservative. They they do, uh, or fake, I think fake Julius says that, right? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, black conservative judge. Like, they're going to, no one's going to come up against you. And, you know, because at first he's thinking like, no, I'm, I am a target. Like, but yeah. I mean, well, I don't know. I, remember. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, 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 it's all right. I already, you already got me my lock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And then Kurt. Oh boy, that sesh, that sexy yeah. sesh. Oh, not even that. Uh, the, just in the 618 portion of things with that guy that was in oh, his office. Oh, you're talking about that. <laughs> sorry. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that was sex. pretty sexy. <laughs> yeah. Remember when that, uh, Creeper came in and was just super sexy with Kurt. Um, and he was wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the guy is showing up at his job with like, the way, throw away the ID card. I was worried that thing was bugged. He kept yeah, the I visitor was, tag. Yeah, uh, I'm curious if he's going to get some prints or something. Uh, whatever, yeah, something. whatever he can. Yeah, because Kurt is very deliberate. Uh, yeah. He, if he felt that something was going to be bugged, he would have just destroyed it um, or put it in you know, a lead box or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. So I, I think that Kurt has a plan for that ID card. But yeah, that guy, again, somebody else who is just overly confident walking in. They don't know how he, security didn't let him in. Uh, and Kurt, yeah. <laughs> Kurt himself just grabs him. He's like, get the fuck out of my office and pushes him out, uh, grabs him and throw him out. Um, yeah, didn't say where he was from. Security didn't let him in. Uh, and Diane says that she'll drop it. And then she's like, they start kind of messing around. And then she right. comes out in that cowboy dominatrix outfit. She, yeah, she calls him Hoss. Yeah, that's right. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. To each her own. But before. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, the other one. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got it. No, yeah. Before that, um, she was a little worried uh, because <laughs> that's like so awkward. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing the horizontal bop with anybody these days, but it would be so awkward to watch something like that. And then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, it was like the best sex ever <laughs> after you watching me portrayed, you know, dominating or having sex with another. But, you know, some people, you know, are like, yeah, yeah that's my thing. But I think I would have felt better if they were more open about it. But then that's when Diane kind of got in her head and she's like, wait, is it a race thing? Yeah. Is it, you know, a, a dominant thing like what it was hard for her to figure out what specifically Kurt liked or what turned him on in that way um to the point where she got an outfit just like you know fake Diane and he was not feeling it yeah and I hope she could return that but I don't know if they take returns (laughs) on those outfits yeah yeah there's probably at least a restocking fee um (laughs) uh, so yeah uh just just ask 
just ask yeah. because they, 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 they had a great time. And then I think one of them said, it was like, maybe we shouldn't examine it. <laughs> you know, maybe oh yeah. That was uh Kurt. This. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe you should. You had a great, a great time. <laughs> let's figure, let's figure out why. Um, if it, does it work? Yeah. If it works, keep doing it, I guess. <laughs> oh, again, it was because of the theater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Best sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and where is she getting all these things? <laughs> all the outfits yeah the same store like has the the regular dominatrix on but but we also have these cowboy selection cowgirl selection over here i guess Let's see. yeah i guess those exist yeah i'm Googling... made by the good fight uh props team oh yeah they could totally do that but yeah no, i'm there's... yeah i i'm sure that those those, those are real well i mean at yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, you know, just shout out to any Chicago independent businesses that are providing <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> these outfits for Diane Lockhart and her boo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they figured it out at the end. It was very cute when she came back, you know, um, in the midst of everything. She's like, yeah. you know what? And kudos to Diane. She's like, let's try, let's try this again. I talked mm-hmm. to fake Diane. Myself. She gave me some encouragement <laughs> and here we go. I, I think I know what you like. Let's ride, house. <laughs> I don't say it. <laughs> Let's ride. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Any stray thoughts? Um. Any no. predictions? Well, any side locks for oh, Memo Six Eighteen or anything else? I mean, Di- I I hope one of those NSA guys comes back to rescue Diane, or we mm. need a Kurt saves Diane part two because that that guy was just chilling in the office. Like, I don't, I, I don't know who, who's scarier that guy or Rochelle, maybe Rochelle, <laughs> but um, yeah, that was, that was trippy. Um, and they did mention they were like, it's not political. Like there's something else going on here. Um, yeah. So well, it seems wealth. Yeah. Yeah, for just, sure. Just and, wealth in general. Um, the only other note I had was um, Fisher Stevens is wearing a $100 bill tie. Which is so funny to me. Um, yeah, no, this was it was good. Yeah, my, one of my favorite scenes was uh, the the playwriting uh, yeah. group. Oh man, look at Marissa! It's a whole stack of old versions of this play. Yeah, and that was the other thing. That like, once again, very sitcom Way too easy for Marissa to get that. She shows up mm-hmm. and she's just like, "Yeah, I saw this play. I want to write plays." And then immediately they're like, "Oh, we wrote it." And she's like, "Do you have the Do you have the original drafts? Do we?" Like it just all happened yeah. in like you know five minutes in yeah. a box labeled "fraud" <laughs> right here. Yeah. So to this stranger, yeah. <laughs> everyone check under your seats. Yeah. <laughs> you get an original script you get a first draft and you get a first draft yeah. all right well then let's hit those winners and losers uh okay. who is your winner um i mean i've mentioned this a couple times um but i'll i'll give a different one but i mean obvi- the obvious winner is the theater um <laughs> how how it continues to encourage and direct and guide guide us as a people um, through, you know, our relation or relationship issues. Um, but yeah, I'm going to say uh, Jenkins, Allen, Jumani North. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say he's the winner um, of this just because in the midst of everything, um, he, you know, mm-hmm. he still, you know, was able to kind of get his way and, and 
call out the firm. Yeah. You know, and, and it was just him. I think even in that moment, it was just him by himself, just saying, Hey, this is what I'm seeing. You know? Um, I mean, he's definitely like a loser in other ways, but for this episode, you know, I'm going to say, you know, he, he connected with, with Hertz and he's like, Hey, they using you dog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my winner is Gabe Kobach. Uh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, the two, we didn't mention the bird. Uh, yeah. Uh, two so can. You had the, the fact that they settled the case. Yes. Which we didn't mention uh, and when we we're going through the thread, and they settled to just make it go away. So there's another thing. They're just kind of covering up. Like, it, it'll cost them less to make this case go away uh, than to have it keep going on and Diane keep because they, I guess they recognize like the more we're here, there's just going to be shit coming, shit coming out. So let's just settle. Yeah. Settle, settle, settle. And it's for 1.8 million and Gabe gets something like a third of that. 30, something. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. And then he gifts Diane a toucan. Yes. Uh, and which I felt bad for that toucan. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to say it. The toucan is my loser for the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> for the episode, because that is a big toucan and a small cage. So you got I know birds shouldn't be in cages. That thing's going to be flying around Diane's office. If we ever see it again, if oh, it's in man. that, if it's in that cage, I'm going to, <laughs> it's going to be, at first I was going to say the toucan's going to be like memo 618, but that's a parrot. <laughs> <laughs> toucans yeah. don't do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, my, my loser's going to be, it's connected to my winner. So I'm just going to say Adrian, mm. uh, he should have just been honest. He should have been like, you know what? This sucks. And I don't yeah. like, I don't like how you portrayed me. I'm not that dude. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't like your hair. Just, you know, just to say something, you know, just say your truth, Adrian, uh, mm -hmm. versus act like, oh, it doesn't bother me none. And then he got caught up and, you know, his client was pissed off. And yeah. that's how we got Jumani North Allen winning this yeah. episode. So, yeah. Yeah. Like everybody could tell Adrian, you're like grinding your teeth as you talk to people. <laughs> No, I'm fine. <laughs> it's about my client. I'm not offended at all. <laughs> it's what's best for my client. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, boy. That will do. Well, we talked a lot about the theater tonight in this uh, in this episode. And if you've listened to any other episode before this, you know that's what we do. Uh, we are performers. So go to xroadscomedy.com because we don't just do podcasts. We do live shows in Philadelphia, to be exact. Starting uh, July 16th through the 18th, we will be back doing some live comedy shows. Study Hall, Not Your Rate, an improvised movie, a bunch of really fun things. And also an opportunity for anybody there to get up and play on uh, Sunday the 18th at 6 p.m. in a free jam. That's all I got. Thank you, Tia. Uh, thank you, everybody else, for coming back in the, uh, in the next episode. We'll give them an opportunity to say their thoughts on these previous two episodes. Oh, can't wait. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I guess thank me. Bye-bye. Uh, <laughs>